Welcome to another edition of the Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Frank Shelton, and today we're talking Leadership Lesson 161. This is the 61st episode that we've been sharing truth and uh, sharing some wisdom. And I've always said most leadership is caught more than taught. I think a 61, um, my Uncle Joe had a 61 Corvette. It was Honduras Maroon with the white coves. And man, they don't make cars like they used to. I love Corvettes. Um, But today I want to talk to you about just going after folks one at a time. You know, regardless of your profession, I want to talk to you today in a prime example There was a young Bible college student just graduated and lived in the mountains right outside of Lynchburg, Virginia. And this small church was meeting in a Coca-Cola bottling plant on Sundays, and they were running 12 to 15 people. And the pastor had left, and they asked if he would help out, and he said, sure. And he just went there to fill in and teach and preach and just try to reach a few more and really poured his heart into it, and the people liked him. And got up to about 25 people and got a letter of all things from the Virginia Baptist Convention. And someone said on their stationery, hey, we're getting ready to put a replacement pastor there. They don't need some green, young, naive minister. We already have our eyes on someone. We suggest that you leave. He got the letter fresh out of Bible college. All he was trying to do help. Matter of fact, the church asked him to help. And uh, he looked at his wife and said, what do you think? She goes, you're not doing anything wrong. Actually, you're part of the answer, not the problem. Just stick with the stuff. And he continued to stay. And they wrote him another letter about a month later. Hey, maybe you don't listen too good. We're getting ready to put one of our own people. I suggest that you vacate now. And uh, he thought, man, this is crazy. I'm just trying to help out. I mean, who do these people think they are? And uh, what he would do is he was slowly, he did it called the triple whammy. And whether you're in ministry or business, an entrepreneur, I'm telling you, this hard work pays off. He did it the triple whammy. What he would do is visit 100 people a day, go door to door. He said he got chased by dogs. People even stuck a shotgun through the window. But he also made some good connections. And uh, he would visit 100 people a day times five. That's 500 a week, Monday through Friday. And then he would actually have his secretary follow up and mail 500 letters telling them what the upcoming message was going to be. And it was good to meet him while he was walking the streets. And I always thought if a county commissioner can go door to door and pound the pavement to get out a vote, regardless of profession, you know, we can do it, whether it's for ministry for the Lord, if it's you're trying to landscape lawns, if you're a power washer, you know, whatever you're doing, as long as you do it respectfully and with tact and not trespassing, you know, just go out and do it. Um, And then Saturday, now keep in mind, this is way before faxes and cell phones. He would mail, excuse me, he would begin to try to call one by one as many of them as he could. He often spent 12 to 14 hours a day Saturday calling them one by one by one. He called it the triple whammy. So he visited 500 a week. His secretary mailed 500 letters a week. And then he slowly did his best to make a couple hundred phone calls. And that church that went from 25 
easily flew past 500, 750, 1,000, running 2,000. He got another letter even way before that from the Virginia Baptist Convention and said, okay, your chance is over. You didn't leave. You didn't listen. And we're going to make it hard for you. And they said, quote, you'll never have the endorsement from the Virginia Baptist Convention. Well, he kept on rolling. And uh, he began to draw a circle around Lynchburg. And it became the fastest growing church in the region. And he was a blessing. He not only ministered to the masses, he began to minister to ministers. But when you're succeeding and growing and maturing, not everyone's going to be excited. He was hoping to become better friends with pastors. And to many of them, he did. But he was also getting irate phone calls. And pastors were asking him to come meet him privately one-on-one. And he'd drive across town and it was the opposite. The pastor would slam the door and berate him and yell him and ask this young kid who he thought he was. Quote, you're on my turf. Well, the last time I looked, the green turf is made by God's. And see, when you're doing God's work, whether secular or spiritual, you're not territorial because you don't know any boundaries. If you're building God's kingdom, you can go everywhere. If you're trying to build your own kingdom, you get threatened. And um, he just said, you know, you're on our side of the county. Who do you think you are? And he said, sir, are you going door to door to invite them to a local church? And they screamed, no, but that's not the point. You're on my turf. He said, well, if you're not going, I'm going to go. And uh, that's what he did. And, you know, one time he came across a door and it was an African-American and he heard a lot of excuses. And this one person said, sir, I'd go to church, but I don't own a nice pair of shoes. And the young reverend said, well, what size do you wear? And he goes, man, I, I wear a 12. And the young preacher said, well, sir, these are brand new, but these are 11 and a half. I'm going to take off my shoes right near here. Just throw in two pairs of socks next week. And I hope to see you in church. These shoes are yours. And the African-American was grateful. Sure enough, the next Sunday, that man was there. And the true story, the young pastor walked all the way home, still knocking on another 46 doors barefoot. Now, that's leadership. That's not just persistence. That's getting out door to door. Well, the church runs 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. 6,000. Then he founded the largest Christian university in the world. He started a thing called the Moral Majority and helped elect President Ronald Reagan. And the interesting thing is Thomas Road Baptist Church today in Lynchburg, one out of every three Lynchburg residents call that church their personal home church. And when he died, over 21,000 people walked past his casket. The preacher's name was Jerry Falwell. He built the biggest church, not only in the county, but one of the biggest in the country. And the irony of irony is he helped elect the president, built a movement, built the largest university in the world, and still never had the endorsement of the Virginia Baptist Convention. The irony is those same critics out the gate probably boast wrongfully that they helped create Jerry Falwell. No, God and his parents created him. The man never stopped. He would also go on television shows and, like Larry King and debate um, even the former founder of Hustler, just completely opposite sides, polar opposites. They asked why he did it. Well, one, he said it was free publicity to reach the masses. Two, 
I'm just not longer preaching to the choir when I'm on a show, a secular show that may not even believe in the things of God or desire to know the things of God. And then when I'm debating someone who's the founder of pornography magazines, it's a chance for me to privately love on them one by one. I believe if I recall right that the founder of that pornography magazine actually sent his condolences, if not attended in person when funeral died of Jerry Falwell. And the interesting thing is the African-American that Falwell gave his dress shoes, he was actually a pallbearer at Jerry Falwell's funeral. He also became a deacon and he was still serving the Lord when his pastor died. I often wonder, what about if he didn't give those shoes to that man? It's doing the little things big. And as you are building the brand and the business that God gave you, are you willing to go the extra mile? Because Falwell did. But the interesting thing is, whether you liked him or loved him, maybe you will honor him more in death. His wife, Maisel, wrote a powerful book, The Life and Legacy of Jerry Falwell. He reminded me of Walt Disney. Both of them had a vision. And boy, they helped reach the world. You'll never get to the top compromising, cheating, or cutting corners. But you can get to the top with character, compassion, being courageous, putting Christ the center of your life. And if you're willing to go door to door, you can go up and down high-rise floors. And you can truly make a difference when you go one door, one person at a time. My name's Frank Shelton. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Can't wait to see you next week on a new leadership lesson. And remember this, you're a winner when you walk and talk with God.